you were speaking, Kristen, I remembered something somebody had told me and I meant to include it in these remarks and I forgot. It's from uh, a member of the church, in fact, a former president of this congregation. And I asked him what, he, what his memory would be of Al Stang. He said, sometimes he had an opinion. Krista mentioned we had a graveside committal service yesterday in a cemetery in Grimes, Sharon Kay's hometown and Sharon Kay's and Lynn's hometown, Sharon Kay's uh, family plot. We entrusted a portion of Al's earthly remains to the earth from which we all came and to which we will all one day return. Remembering the joy of his uh, growing up in the Northwest, some of his remains were reserved to be scattered there and remembering his pride and joy of serving with distinction in the United States Navy, some of his remains will be scattered at sea. And so we mark the end of a life ritually, um, a life lived on this earth's land and sea. But those of us who are people of faith, recalling the depth of Al Stang's faith, do such remembering too Scripture's promise made known most clearly in our Lord Jesus Christ that in the plans and purposes of God, endings are new beginnings, and death is the gateway to new life. An old preacher I know uh, was once asked what heaven would be like, and he said, he said, close your eyes. And then he said, imagine... And as you imagine, picture the very, 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 very best place you can imagine. And he waited and he said, do you have that picture in your mind? And when the person nodded yes, he said, if heaven is not like that, it's because God has a better imagination than you do. The prophet Isaiah, in that first reading we read today, imagines life after death in a place where not only suffering and sorrow and death are no more, but also a place where the food is rich and the wine is wonderful. Al, of course, who liked good food and wine, would surely imagine that as heavenly. St. John, in the book of Revelation, also envisions heaven as a place where suffering and sorrow and death are no more, and too, a place where hunger and thirst are no more, but too, a place where, in the presence of Jesus, the music of worship, the singing, never ends. My imagination, I've always wanted to imagine that, um, that directing the choir from the organ bench, pardon me, is Bach. But with Al in mind, I want to imagine that Bach's teacher, Bach's Tehuda, spends some time on the bench as well. With Al in mind, too, I want to imagine that upon arrival in heaven, all of the singers in a day of Pentecost-like moment by the power of the Holy Spirit are all instantly fluent in Norwegian. St. John in the epistles says that if you are only allowed one word to describe the God of heaven, the word is love, which I take to mean, among other things, that the holiest thing that exists in the world is love. We cannot remember Al Stang without remembering that in this life, my goodness, did he love Sharon Kay. 
I never heard him use the phrase married up. But he was clear that she was a prize catch. I also learned there was some competition for the hand of this fair maiden. I may not have all the details just perfect, but I think I get the gist of it uh, when I tell you that he learned of this competition for Sharon Kay's affections when, after going out with her on a Sunday evening and having a wonderful time, he showed up the following weekend with some flour and chocolates, but she was not there. She was out with somebody else. For as it turned out, for a stretch of time there, uh, Sharon had one young man that she dated on Fridays, another young man that she dated on Saturdays, and Sundays, Al. <laughs> as I understand it, one day she either had some car trouble or a car accident. And, and what? Both? <laughs> and the one she called was Al. This, uh, this phrase was not used, but it was apparently was something of a mic drop moment. Competition over. Al wins. Al completed graduate school and a Navy officer's candidate school, and then in her hometown, Grimes, Iowa Lutheran Church, he married the love of his life as they pledged their love and faithfulness to each other for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death would part them. And this past February death did do that. But we who are people of Al and Sharon Kay's same deep faith, though of course we grieve, we must grieve, we can't not grieve, especially those of us who were loved by Al most deeply and loved him most deeply. We nevertheless do our grieving, remembering the promise of our God of love that in our Lord Jesus Christ in probably not so very terribly long the way things seem to be going, death, rather than separate Al and Sharon Kay, will reunite them. At which point, for forever, death will be given no more opportunity to say anything over their love. For in Christ, the Lord of the mic drop moment called Easter, life and love win. Together in love they had the family that they had, the children, and then the grandchildren whom they deeply loved and of whom they were deeply proud. I know this from first-hand experience because Al and Sharon Kay talked about their children and grandchildren and they did so beaming with pride. Well, more accurately in Al's case, I should probably say beaming with as much pride as Norwegian Lutherans can allow themselves to beam. <laughs> Al was Sharon Kay deeply loved music, it was the primary language of their joy, it was the primary language of their love, <clears throat> it was the primary language of the faith, which is the reason too that music is the primary language of this service today. Speaking of service, <clears throat> Gloria Day identifies itself as a congregation that is gathered by grace and scattered for service. It's a way of naming our understanding of the truth that faith in the God of Scripture is not true faith at all if the only thing it attends to is God's love for us personally. 
Faith in the God of Scripture is only true faith. Scripture clearly says when the love of God reaches through us in love for others, especially those most vulnerable and in need. It is a point Jesus makes in our worship text tomorrow when he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan, in which two outwardly religious people pass by a man in need because they're busy being religious, whereas a Samaritan did what he could stopped and helped the man in need. Al Stang was a man whose faith, biblically speaking, was true because loving God, he was also committed to reaching out to help his neighbors in need. I learned this early on as a pastor at Gloria Day when Al invited me to accompany him on his weekly shift at an organization called Table to Table. And though, um, as the new senior pastor at Gloria Day, I was uh, busy being religious, uh, Al was kind of hard to, to say no to. So finally, I, uh, I went with him and I accompanied him on his shift. I'm quite sure it was a 1998 Ford Econoline. And together we did what table-to-table -table volunteers do do, that being keep wholesome, edible food from going to waste by collecting it from donors. I remember stopping at Hy-Vee and New Pie and some other places and distributing it to those in need through agencies that serve the hungry and homeless and at-risk populations in Iowa City. I've since learned that since 1996, Table to Table has rescued over 25 million pounds of food to area agencies, and thousands of those pounds were rescued and delivered by Al Stang in 1998 Ford Econoline, which they retired when he retired, and he was instrumental in getting them a new vehicle to replace it. Motivated and inspired by Al, Gloria Day went on to adopt the deeper relationship with Table to Table that endures still. There are many ways to honor and remember someone who's died. I'm very confident that Al would be very pleased if you would remember and honor his memory by doing with your time and or your financial support, some support something you can do to extend, to extend God's love to your neighbor in need and by joining him in his faith in his God of grace whose promise is that Al is more than gone. He's gone home. And with that, because Al understood that there's no preaching any better than good music, we're going to go back to singing Abide With Me, stanza four will be sung by the choir.